Well, it's the middle of the week. Hope it's going well for you. Hope you're also praying about who you're inviting to church this weekend. And I want to encourage you to make sure you attend Life Group this Sunday at First Baptist. That's what we call Sunday school. Make certain you are in a life group this Sunday. We have some special lessons that were written by uh, one of the leading Baptists and leading evangelicals uh, in the area of evangelism. He's written some special lessons for us that are being taught in all of our adult life groups uh, this month. And I encourage you, urge you, be in life group this coming Sunday morning. Today we are in Esther chapter 8, and um, after everything came to a head yesterday in chapter 7, and and, uh, Haman was hanged, uh, in this chapter, Mordecai is is promoted, he's elevated, he's rewarded to a powerful position in the Persian kingdom, and uh, the Jewish people are given permission to defend themselves against their enemies who may attempt to still carry out Mordecai's scheme. So they're, they're authorized by the king through Mordecai to defend themselves, and, and they end up doing that very, very effectively. Um, now, an interesting verse to me in, is the last verse in chapter 8 of Esther, uh, verse 17. And um, remember, this, this Persian empire was a large province reaching over toward India and down into parts of Africa. <clears throat> so it had many, many provinces. And the Jewish people were celebrating. But the end of verse 17 says, and many among the peoples of the land. And so that would be the people not just in the capital of Persia, but in the other provinces throughout the empire. Uh, many of the peoples of the land became Jews, converted to Judaism. For the dread of the Jews had fallen on them. That's an, that's an interesting verse to think about it. Uh, so their numbers are increasing. And, and what I thought about when I read that was, wow, it was just um, you know a century earlier, a little more than a century earlier, that the Jews of Mordecai and Esther's day were forcibly marched from Jerusalem and Judea as slaves to Babylon and the various provinces. They didn't all move just to one place. They were scattered in different places when the Babylonians exiled them. Just a little over a century earlier, they're forcibly marched to these provinces as slaves. And a little over a century before that, um, the Assyrian Empire had forcibly marched um, the Jews of the northern kingdom of Israel or Samaria to many of these same areas, these same provinces. And then, of course, you know, the Babylonians conquered the Assyrians, and now the Persians conquered the Babylonians. But these Jews who had been forcibly removed from their homeland a century earlier and then two centuries earlier still living. Their descendants, their descendants are living in all these foreign places. And here, the the people living in those those, uh, Gentile provinces, some of them are now becoming Jews, converting to Judaism. And to me, the beauty of what's happening in verse 17 of chapter 8 compared to what had happened a century before and a and two centuries before to their ancestors. Wow. 
Wow. Now, their descendants are finding favor in the eyes of the people in these lands where they were once slaves. See, times, times may get hard for God's people. They may get hard. It may get hard for the church. You think about what's going on in, 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 in Europe and America today and the, the, the in increasing opposition to, to, the, to Christianity and to the Christian faith, to biblical faith. And there are increasing challenges and times are a little harder than they used to be. And they may get a whole lot harder. Here's the thing. God will always have a people and he, was, he, will, he will always deliver his people. But, but hear me. That deliverance may or may not come in my lifetime. That deliverance may or may not come in your lifetime. But it will come. It did not come in the lifetime of the ancestors of the people in Esther and Mordecai's day, but it did come for their descendants. It may not come. It may come. I don't know. It may. It may not come in our day, but it will come because God will always have a people. We may suffer. We may. Our children may. We may die. They may die. But God's kingdom and God's church will survive and in time thrive. You see, it's, and, 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 and I know this isn't, this is sort of inspiring, but in other ways it may not be because there's so much in our Western civilization in our American culture, how we think that we, we think that we individually are the epicenter of everything God's trying to do. And so therefore God has to do everything for me in my lifetime. And God's kingdom and God's purpose is bigger than me or you we serve him and he blesses us and he loves us, but we, we may live in the age that uh, Mordecai's grandfather lived. And it may be our grandchildren who live in the days of Mordecai. I don't know. You don't know. But I love God. I love Jesus. You love Jesus. We trust him and we love his kingdom. And uh, whatever role he asks for us to play, we will play it because God has a plan. He will deliver his people. His kingdom, his church will survive. Maybe it'll happen in our lifetime. Maybe it won't. But God and his kingdom never, ever lose. Have the big picture. Have the long view. Don't limit your thoughts about the kingdom of God to only what you see in the mirror every morning. God's purpose is so much bigger than just me or just you. And when you are totally submitted to him, there may be times when that's a challenge, but you're okay with it because you get it.
Remember, Jesus said, count the cost if you're going to follow him. I'll see you tomorrow as we wrap up the book of Esther by looking at chapter 9 and the three verses that comprise chapter 10. God bless you, everybody.